Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness Podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Can you believe it is almost 2024? I am still shooketh to my core. <laughs> I think I am still living in July of this year. I, I don't know. This year is flying by. And to think that 2024 is in just a few weeks, I mean... That's wild to me. <laughs> By the time this episode airs, it is Thanksgiving week. And I've been wanting to plan a little episode series for you all that is focused on how I'd navigate that. So, taking a specific scenario, a common scenario, and walking you through how I would navigate it. So, I thought no better place to start than holiday eating, right? Because I know there's a lot of fear around gaining weight around the holidays and how to eat to not feel disappointed and not feel frustrated and not feel discouraged or feel like you're losing progress. And so in this episode, we are going to dive into exactly how I would navigate the holidays and holiday eating. So you can take this and apply this to Thanksgiving. You can really apply it to any holiday. You could also apply it to parties too. My ultimate goal for you leaving this episode is that you don't feel guilt around the holidays and around holiday eating. And you feel like you have the tools to navigate the holidays, make good decisions for you while still enjoying all of the delicious food over the holidays within balance. So in today's episode, like I said, I'm going to take you through exactly how I would navigate holiday eating and also what I would not do. So without further ado, let's jump right in. First things first, I am not a coach that typically encourages tracking on holidays. I think that just adds a lot of extra stress and pressure on a day that's meant to be enjoyed. And so I don't track on holidays. I use the tips that I'll be recommending in this episode. But if you are in a very strict tracking stage or you know that that's going to help you best, what I would recommend doing is pre-logging out your day using things like placeholders. Maybe you know what's going to be available. Great. You can slot that in. Maybe you don't. And so what you can do is think about what you know you have control over or what you know there may be, plugging those things in. And you can use placeholders like carb gram, fat gram, protein gram, and then putting a number amount for grams in that log so that you start to create some placeholders in your day. Now, we're not going to talk about tracking 
in this episode, we're going to talk about how I would actually navigate that knowing that I don't track holidays. I'm going in making mindful decisions for myself, making decisions that are balanced, that I feel good and confident with while still enjoying all of the food, maybe going over calories a little bit, maybe not. We're going to talk through that as well. But this episode is going to be focused on how I would navigate that outside of tracking. So when it comes to holiday eating, oftentimes there are appetizers before the main course. So to kick off with appetizers, what I would do in this situation is I, if I did want appetizers, I would think about that as including it in my day as a whole. I'm thinking about my day holistically going into it. So if I'm having appetizers, that means that my dinner is going to be a little bit smaller. If I want a bigger dinner, maybe I'll be a little bit lighter on the appetizers, or maybe I'll forego appetizers if I'm actually not hungry. So paying attention to hunger cues as well. But if I am having appetizers, what I like to do is I like to build an appetizer plate. I like to always think about Super Bowl because I think a lot of us, if we're thinking about Super Bowl, you see like the seven layer dip and you see the bag of chips or the bowl of chips and you can just go to town, especially if you are not being mindful and maybe you're talking or you're, you know, multitasking and, you know, by the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, I just ate all of my calories today in chips and seven layer dip. What I recommend doing is building a plate. This allows you to eyeball portion sizes and have more control over the amount of food that you're eating. So I like to take a small appetizer plate and add the appetizers to the plate. And then over the course of that time, I'm enjoying the food on my plate. Kind of gives me this idea of, okay, where are my proteins coming from? My fats, my carbs, and overall calorie amount. Sure, I don't know the exact calories, but I'm able to eyeball portion sizes to know roughly how much I'm consuming on that plate. Another very large part of the holidays for some is alcohol. Now, this can be very sneaky and can add up very quickly. So if you don't already account for alcohol or you don't look at alcohol as being either a fat or a carb source and you don't count alcohol at all towards your calories, then my friend, you really should because alcohol, like I said, can quickly add up. And a standard glass of red wine, not a big pour, a standard glass of red wine is about 35 grams of carbs. So if you're having multiple of those throughout the night, that can eat away at your carb amount or your calories in general for that day. So what I would do is I would make sure A, you're hydrating throughout the first part of that day going into that event or that evening or that afternoon for some. And I would really be cognizant of the number of drinks that you are planning to have. If you know like, okay, I'm going to have two drinks or I'm going to have three drinks, account for those. Maybe actually log those so that you get a good idea of how many calories are being taken away from your food for alcohol. So I always like to say, have a solid picture of what your alcohol will look like. Set a goal, maybe. Maybe that's a goal for you of sticking to two drinks 
and then you can enjoy the rest of the calories with your food. Weigh out what is most important to you. For me, I know I would much rather enjoy the food. So I would maybe put a cap on my drinking at one, maybe two drinks, as I know that that really cuts into my overall caloric consumption. So I want to enjoy my food. And so I would, you know, have an understanding of how many drinks I'm going to have going into that day. I just want to caveat by saying this is in no way me discouraging alcohol consumption. I think, especially for holidays, like it's a very cultural aspect. And if it's something that you enjoy, I just recommend that you account for those drinks because they do add up. All right. Now moving on to the main course, what I would do thinking about all of that good food that's out, I would always, always, always build my plate around a protein source. So I'm eyeballing that turkey, that ham, that roast, whatever it is that's there. And I am thinking about building my plate around that protein. So that protein is going to be the focal point of my plate, and I'm going to add a lot of it. And then from there, I know myself, and I oftentimes have bigger eyes than my stomach. So what I like to do is I like to look at all the sides and give myself a small portion of as many sides as I want. And as I'm doing that, I am eyeballing, okay, these sides are, you know, more carb heavy, fat. I'm kind of looking at where my different macros are with these sides. And that's how I'm building out my plate. So I'm kind of playing Tetris a little with my plate in terms of carbs, fat, and protein and fiber always making sure I'm getting as many vegetables as possible. And then if something is more carb dense or fat dense, I'll be a little bit more, or I should say less heavy with that addition to my plate. I'll be very cognizant with that. And that's what makes me feel my best. When I have little bites of everything on my plate, not overwhelming so that I can truly enjoy the meal and then pay attention to my hunger cues to see, am I still hungry? And if so, then I'll get up and go get seconds. But oftentimes I'm very satisfied with what I have, especially if I'm building my meal around that protein source. Now, protein oftentimes is the most underconsumed macronutrient across women, but I would argue people in general. And It is responsible for satiety. It is responsible for blood sugar regulation. It is responsible for weight management and muscle development and muscle preservation. There are so many benefits to protein as if you've been following me, you already know this, (laughs) but building your meal around your protein is really going to help you with a feeling of fullness and satiety and satisfaction with your meal. This leads me into listening to your hunger cues. This is oftentimes very, very challenging, especially around holiday eating, because there's so many options and pair that with multitasking. We are socializing. We are, you know, having conversations or listening to others at the dinner table. And that disassociates us a little bit from being mindful with our food. So when it comes to mindful eating with the holidays, I personally think it's extremely important, and this is something that I try to practice, is chewing my food fully. 
Now, you may be listening to this like, what the heck kind of advice is this? I promise you, nine times out of 10, we are not thinking about chewing our food to completion. We are thinking about what this person's saying or how we're responding or this and that, and we are just mindlessly eating. So if you can actually sit with your food, enjoy your food, chew your food fully, and then this is a big one. This is one that Eric and I have started practicing and it's made a world of a difference. It's crazy. Again, it's such a small little tip, but it really, really works for us is we set our fork down between bites and this really gets us to slow down. It helps us with our intuitive eating and mindful eating and really tapping into our hunger cues because oftentimes if we're eating mindlessly or if we're speeding through our food in this fear of like, oh, if you know, we don't eat this all right now, it's, you know, it's going to disappear. We need to go back and get seconds. When you're actually able to set your fork down, you are able to enjoy your meal more. You're enabling yourself to hit satisfaction with the meal and experience satiety and fullness and really tap into your hunger cues. So that way, when your plate is bare, you are able to confidently navigate if you are still hungry or if you just weren't satisfied with your meal because you ate way too quickly through it or you weren't paying attention, you weren't being mindful, you know, you were so engaged in other things that you actually didn't enjoy your meal. And there is this big psychological link with enjoying your meal and fullness. I highly recommend going and listening to my episode with Jordana all on the psychology of food and eating. And it really is amazing how our mind and our hunger cues are really associated with each other. So mindfulness, as hard as it can be during the holidays, it's something that I recommend you challenge yourself with this year and really see, okay, how can I be more mindful in my eating habits to help with my feeling of satisfaction and satiety and fullness. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well-lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. Now, big one here, dessert. Your girl never misses dessert. It's my favorite meal. (laughs) So what I recommend is not restricting. 
I would never restrict dessert. What I would do instead is plan my dessert into my day. So if I know that I want the pumpkin pie, amazing. I know that's going to be carb and fat heavy. So then maybe when I'm making my decisions with my plate for my main courses or for my appetizers, I'm going to take that into account and I'm going to maybe fill my plate up with more protein and volume veggies versus carbs and fat. Sure, I'm going to have a little bit of those, you know, carbs and fat still on there because I want to enjoy everything, but I'm thinking about my day as a whole. I'm thinking about balancing out all of the foods that I'm eating, not just what I want in that moment. So I'm fully thinking about my day as a whole and I'm using the 80-20 approach. So 80% of the food that I'm eating, it's whole food focused, you know, it's those foods that... I feel really, really good about eating. They're making good choices. And then the 20% are the fun foods. They're the foods like the pie and, you know, the stuffing that you have no idea what is in. That is the 20%. So if you can think about having an 80-20 approach and even, you know, it's the holidays, even if it's more of like a 70-30 approach, you're going to be just fine. So desserts, I would never recommend restricting. Now, what happens when we restrict is again, it leads to this black and white mindset. It leads to good versus bad food. So I don't know about you, but if you have ever gone into Thanksgiving and there's pumpkin pie and you're like, I'm not going to have dessert. And then an hour goes by and you're like, that pumpkin pie looks so good, but I'm not going to have dessert. 20 minutes later, you're like, "Mm, okay, I'm just going to have like a little slice of that pumpkin pie. And then you have that slice and you're like, I want more. That wasn't enough. I'm not satisfied. And then you end up eating a quarter of the pie. Yeah, that's because you have a restrictive mindset around the food. So instead, what I recommend doing is going into your day, thinking about your day, already knowing like, hey, I love pumpkin pie. I want a slice of that pumpkin pie. How can I work that into my day and balance out your day accordingly? So never, ever, ever restrict which now leads me into what I would not do. The first thing that I would not do with holiday eating is fast in the morning to save room for the calories that I'm going to eat later. Absolutely not. Number one, that is going to wreak havoc on your adrenals. Number two, it is going to cause this distrust with your hunger cues. You're trying to fight your hunger cues and force a situation, which then later in the day, when you want to tap into your hunger cues, it's going to be really hard because you don't have that trust with your hunger cues. And probably the biggest reason I would not do that is because so often we will restrict to then be so hungry when we get there that we end up overeating. So that backfires, right? So what I would recommend doing instead is building a balanced breakfast, making your breakfast very high protein. Again, that's going to help with satiety and energy throughout the day. It helps regulate blood sugar levels so that you're going into those meals, not hungry, and you're coming from a place of very stable blood sugar levels, meaning that you are not going to be extra snacky. You feel fueled. You feel energized. It's going to be that steady energy throughout the day. And that's going to help you make smarter decisions when you get to the time for your holiday festivities. So making sure to build a balanced, high-protein breakfast and eating that in the morning. And then the other thing that I would not do 
is have a mindset of having to make up for anything the next day or even the next few days. I always like to remind everybody that your body looks at trends over time. It's not looking at one day. It's looking at weeks and weeks and weeks of data. And it's that trend data over time. It's that consistency or lack of consistency over time that yields results, whether negative or positive. So one day is not going to change progress. It's not going to affect overall results, but being mindful can really help with that feeling of, you know, feeling confident the day after feeling like you made good decisions or ultimately just feeling good inside. So I would not recommend having to make up for anything the next day, meaning that you don't have to do any extra cardio. You don't have to not eat the next day or restrict calories the next day to make up for the calories that you ate that day that can actually do more harm than good to your metabolism. Instead, what I'd recommend doing is just getting right back to routine, right back to consistency. This is going to be the best thing that you can do. Now, I want to leave you with this one reminder that it takes about 3,500 calories on top of your maintenance calories to gain one pound of fat. Now, in a day, that is relatively hard to do. Sure, over time, that's how it works. But in a given day, I mean, if your maintenance is 2,000 calories, that means you're going to have to eat 5,500 calories that day to gain a pound of fat. Of course, I guess it's possible, but it would be very, very hard. So keep that in mind. If you do overeat on that holiday, that's okay. Just get right back to consistency. Again, your body's looking at trends over time. So to summarize how I'd navigate holiday eating, number one, if there are appetizers, I am building a small appetizer plate so that I'm able to eyeball portion sizes and I'm keeping account as to what types of macros are in those appetizers. I'm going to always try to be more protein focused, but building a plate is going to help me keep overall portion sizes to a controlled amount. Then I'm going to make sure that if I am drinking, I am accounting for those drinks. So I know how many calories are going towards my drinks. And maybe I'm setting a goal for myself in terms of capping my drinks at a certain amount so that I can enjoy the rest of my calories in food. Next, with the main course, I am building my meals around the protein source, lots and lots and lots of protein, and then I'm being cognizant with my sides and again, making sure that I'm eyeballing where my different macros are coming in on my plate and I'm not restricting dessert. I'm taking into account dessert in my overarching day. So holistically, I'm looking at my day as a whole and I'm playing Tetris from there. So if I know I'm going to have dessert, maybe I'm going to be a little bit lighter on the carbs and fat at dinner with my sides, or maybe I'll omit the appetizers and then have more at dinner and then enjoy the pie. I'm also going to be mindful. I'm going to put practices in place like really chewing my food and putting my fork down between bites to really sit and enjoy the food and really be thankful for the food that I'm eating so that I'm able to fully tap into my hunger cues. And if I'm still hungry at the end of my plate, 
then I'll go back for seconds. But at least I'm doing everything I can to really know, am I hungry or was I just not satisfied with my meal? And then what I will not do is I will not fast that morning. I will build a balanced meal in the morning, high protein. So I feel satisfied going into the event or the holiday. And then I will not feel like I have to make up for anything the next day. Instead, I just get right back to consistency. All right, my friend, I am wishing you nothing but a happy, healthy, safe holiday season. One in which you are able to fully enjoy the food in a balanced way where you feel good and you don't have any self-criticism after. So I hope you're able to walk away from this episode with some tips and support that you can apply to this holiday season to feel your best, make good decisions for you, and also know that your results aren't based off a single day. It's results over time. It's consistency over time. So if you're being consistent in the long run, you are doing just fine, my friend. I would love to hear what in this episode you plan to apply in your holidays, or maybe you've already applied it and what's worked for you. Head on over to Mind of My Macros on Instagram and shoot me a DM or head on down to the reviews and leave me a review letting me know what you're thinking of this podcast. Is this helpful for you? I read every single one of the reviews. They mean so much to me and they really help me craft the future episodes for this podcast. Until next time, my friends, keep minding your wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at macros to keep the convo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends you know that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.